Welcome back to the She Does This podcast. I'm Geordie Lucas. I hope you've had an amazing week. If you've been in Melbourne like me, it probably hasn't been that great because we've been in lockdown for the fourth time. And it's looking like it's going to be that way for, well, who knows, at least till next week. And so the lockdown has thrown out our recording schedule. Um, It has just become very hard to coordinate people working from home, looking after their kids at home, me working from home and looking after my little girl. So I thought this week to take the pressure off, I would do a solo episode and I am going to discuss and dissect the Friends reunion because I have a lot to say about it. But first on the site this week, clinical nutritionist Gabrielle Newman gives us the lowdown on intermittent fasting and how to do it safely and sustainably. And something that I didn't realize was there's actually a whole heap of health benefits uh, associated with intermittent fasting. So Gabrielle gives us the lowdown on how to fast safely and sustainably, but also the foods that you should be eating more of when you're not fasting. And on our beauty page, the founder and CEO of Dermalist, Stephanie Miller, shares her top five tips for looking after your skin this winter. And I don't know about you, but every change of season, my skin dries out like a prune. So this was a really good read. Let's get to the Friends reunion. As I said, the first night of Melbourne lockdown, the Friends reunion came out. I signed up to binge. I was ready to just feast my eyes on the six most iconic actors and characters I think of all time. I don't think there's a show that has stood the test of time quite like Friends has. I'm happy to be corrected if someone thinks that something else has been more successful. But I just think, you know, a show that ran for 10 years... Over 51 million people tuned into the finale. The reruns alone, like every channel has rerun Friends. It's on Netflix. I believe it was on Stan too. But one of the parts of the reunion that I really loved was they went around the globe and they kind of showed all these people from different parts of the world and how watching Friends impacted their lives. And it really has brought people together, this reunion just like the show brought people together. And the reason the show was so successful was these six actors, the chemistry that they had, which was why I think it was completely unnecessary for the amount of celebrity appearances, celebrities that had nothing to do with the show at all. Like why? Why were there so many? Personally, for me, The reunion just needed to be about these six actors and their relationship and behind the scenes of the show. You know, did I need to see Justin Bieber walking down a catwalk in a potato suit? No. Did I need to see Cara Delevingne wear whatever she wore or Cindy Crawford wear Ross's leather pants? It was just unnecessary. And the one that tipped me over the edge was Lady Gaga and a gospel choir hijacking Lisa Kudrow's performance of Smelly Cat. Like it was just so unnecessary and it made me feel uncomfortable. And it was like, it felt like James Corden had rung up all his famous friends and been like, who wants to be on the Friends reunion? And they'd all jumped at the chance because, you know, if you're asked if you want to be on the Friends reunion, you're going to say yes. You know, do I believe David Beckham when he says that he turns on a specific episode of Friends when he's away from home and missing his family. No, I don't at all. 
I'm just reading through the other guests that they had. Now, the ones that I, I thought were great were Tom Selleck, Reese with a spoon, you know, they were actually on the show. They were guest stars on the show. So it was nice to see them um, and and hear their experience of the show. But like Kit Harrington, Mindy Carling, just unnecessary. That then brings me to my next issue. I'm bringing up a lot of issues. I did love this reunion, but there was just a few things that I just, I felt didn't hit the mark. And James Corden as the host just completely missed the mark for me. I feel like the host needed to be of the same time as Friends. James Corden just felt too fresh for me and he felt like he was like a fan, more of a fan of the show rather than actually interviewing them. I just feel like the only acceptable choice for this was Oprah. I don't know if she was asked and refused. I don't know. But a lot of people agreed with me on Instagram when I was talking about this, that James Corden was just not the right fit. I read online someone suggested that Paul Rudd could have been a good choice, which would have made sense because he was a part of the final few seasons. And then I remembered, like, where was he? They definitely could have interviewed him. It would have been great to hear his experience on the show. Why was he missing? So that was an interesting one. The one thing I will give James Corden props for was that he unearthed this chemistry between Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer that was around in the first few seasons. You know, James Corden asked if there was any behind the scenes chemistry and David and Jennifer sort of admitted that they had a thing for each other for the first few seasons and Jennifer Aniston even admits to saying to David that it would be a shame if their first kiss was on screen and it was and then they played you know the scene where Ross and Rachel kissed for the first time and the the tension and the chemistry is just phenomenal so those moments where we got an insight into what was going on behind the scenes they were what I wanted more of instead of you know the fluff of random celebrity appearances And then they cut to them all around the table and Jennifer and David are reading the script again from that first kiss scene. And I just felt like there's chemistry still between the two of them. I don't know if that's wishful thinking, but I just, yeah, I love those two. I loved those scenes when they were reading scripts from the show around the table again, or just sitting in the old sets talking about, you know, stuff that happened when they were filming. I loved seeing the camaraderie between the six of them. The thing that I loved seeing the most though, was the close friendship between the three women. It would have been so easy for those three women to have drama. And I'm sure there was drama in the time, but obviously their friendship has prevailed. They're The three of them are extremely close friends. They said on the reunion that they had lunch together every single day. You know, I've worked on a TV show and I know how easy it is to sort of become jealous of other women that you're working with. I put my hand up to that when someone gets a great storyline, when someone is dressed better than your character, when someone is made up to look better on screen than you. It's very easy to fall into um, being jealous. And it would have been so easy for these three women to become bitchy and catty towards each other. And I think at the time, the media would have been just 
hoping that there was some drama behind the scenes. They would have been waiting for that that headline that they all hate each other. But it was really nice to see that they had lunch together every day and they're genuine friends now and the three of them really love each other now. You know, it was nice to see the six of them together, but the women, um, you know, when it would have been easy for them to sort of not been the best of friends, it was nice to see that they are so close and they do love each other and they do genuinely support each other. And I think, um, yeah, it was just nice to see. Something else that everyone picked up on as well was Matthew Perry. I have to admit, when I watched him on this, I was like, oh my God, he's not still on drugs, is he? Because he was kind of slurring his words. He didn't seem fully present. Apparently, he had had a dental procedure that day. Um, man, are his teeth white? They are white. Um, yeah, so apparently that's why he was slurring his words and everything. But we were kind of also given a glimpse into how deeply insecure he was and potentially still is. He made two comments. One was that he would break out into sweats if he didn't feel that he got the laugh that he needed from a joke or a punchline when they were filming the show. And then he also was talking about how he felt like he needed to steal the limelight if someone was getting too much of a laugh or too much attention that he would sort of jump in and try and do something funny to to you know get that attention and the validation. It seems like he is someone who is motivated by external validation, which is incredibly sad because you know, was it not enough that he was part of this phenomenon that was friends that he still craved more and was so deeply insecure and you know eventually turned to the substance abuse and uh, just very very sad it just shows that you can have everything in the world and still be deeply deeply troubled moving on now I usually hate talking about people's appearance but I feel like there was a part of me that found it really depressing seeing how they've aged and, you know, watching them reflect back on what was probably the best 10 years of their life and how much time and how much life has gone on since that. I watch the show still now and I consume it as if it could have been filmed, you know, in current times. Yes, there would be some jokes that wouldn't fly these days and it would be a much more diverse, um, inclusive show, but it has stood the test of time. So it was kind of jarring to see them the way they are in the present day, which is, you know, mid-50s. Are they mid-50s? I think they're mid-50s. Yeah, it was just... There was a sadness to it for me. And I feel like maybe a lot of people felt that as well, that we're not, we're all aging and we're all getting older and, you know, you can have these careers and and be these phenomenal actors who probably appear immortal and they're, they're just like everyone and they grow and they age. And yes, they have a lot of filler and Botox, but yeah. I just there was a there was a sadness for me watching this that 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 time is now gone for them. Overall, I definitely think this is worth a watch if you have watched Friends or especially if you love Friends. 
It was nostalgic. It was so lovely watching them watch scenes back and watch the behind the scenes footage. You know, I loved hearing from the writers and creators of the show. I loved hearing about the casting process, um, you know, how the stars aligned that Jennifer Aniston was released from another show to, to be Rachel on Friends, how Ross was written specifically with David Schwimmer in mind. I loved hearing those little behind the scenes, um, little tidbits that perhaps we didn't know before. So, yeah, it was a beautiful, nostalgic one and a half hour episode. Um, it was a great escape from the current realities of the world. Um, it certainly made one of these lockdown nights a little sweeter for me. So yeah, there's my little two cents on the Friends reunion. If you've got uh, a suggestion for something that I should be watching, please let me know because as I said, this Melbourne lockdown is probably going to continue. So I need some recommendations. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and we will be back with you next week. 